Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast with three grumpy old men. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. On today's episode, we are going to go through some of our biggest college football pet peeves and some of the listeners' biggest pet peeves as well. Thank you for sending those in on Instagram and Twitter at CFB Bros. Uh, we did this episode four years ago, but probably a lot of you listening were not listeners back then, and we've got a few additions, so should be should be a good episode. Uh, we'll also get to some of our real pet peeves, our real-life pet peeves at the end of the episode, uh, but let's get straight to those cfb ones ryan get us started what grinds your college football gears what grinds my gears um all right number one for me and i'll just say something that's a little more recent kind of recently happening here but uh when some people say like the announcers are saying now oh uh what a nice play by uh jerome ford the alabama transfer it's like well you're going to have to say that about almost everybody next year because so many people are transferring. So let's just drop the transfer talk and just say, hey, he's Cincinnati's running back now. That's a good point. That's a good one. A yeah, one. If, you, if you overuse it, that could get annoying. I could see that. It Ooh. annoyed Jerome Ford. Yeah. There you go. All right. Mine uh, is instant replay. And it, it's for a couple of reasons. Like, I, first of all, I love replay. I'm, I, I'm not saying we don't need it. It's just that, one, I would like it to be quicker. I don't understand why you, you know, uh, it's supposed to be beyond a shadow of a doubt or, you know, the rule is it's indisputable. If, if, if you don't see it right away, just move on, call it as is, let's go. But the other point though, more importantly is all the, you know, ESPN, ABC, CBS, Fox, whatever, they bring in their rules expert and those guys end up missing it half the time. So it's like, why even <laughs> have these guys? Like what I, it just, it's a mockery of the rules or the, the roughing, I feel like. And what annoys me about uh, about this the whole instant replay process is when you see when you're watching on TV and you see live or just at least on TV they show a replay and you can see that the call was wrong and you see it right away and it takes and you're waiting for the next snap but it's like takes like ten or fifteen seconds sometimes you're like oh my god are they gonna blow the whistle and sometimes yeah. oh, they yeah. don't. And even when they do, it's very late and you're just wondering, why isn't there also someone just watching the game on TV so that well, they're they supposed see to. what the fans see? Yeah, I mean, it's who's the guy up in the booth they're supposed to be watching? It's like, yeah, I assume he's crazy. watching different angles up there and whatnot, but it's just, I mean, it's crazy when the, the announcers say it and the, the viewing audience sees like it, but it doesn't get reviewed. Totally. All right. My next pet peeve. This is my number one. I, you guys probably already know what I'm going to say, Ryan and Trey, because I, I always bring it up. It happens every weekend when the punt team is surrounding a ball that is slowly rolling in their favor. So they're you know about to down it. It's incredible how often one of them picks it up before it stops rolling. And it's at times when like time is not a factor. There's no risk of it rolling into the end zone. I just do not understand. It's like they just have a desire to pick it up before it stops rolling. They could be winning and trying to waste clock too, and they'll right. still sometimes do it. Like, why not just let it waste time? Waste as much time, and and get it's not like it's going to roll ten yards. It's it's usually like maybe a couple feet or at worst a, a few more yards. But why not? Yeah, just let it go. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, all right, let's see. Another one for me here is. Um, I don't know if there's really, there's not really anything you can do about this, but it does annoy me. So when 
let's say you're our teams on defense and the you're like a cornerback makes a nice kind of like pass breakup, but there's maybe a tiny bit of contact. You can't like celebrate until a few seconds later because you're just waiting for a flag. So a great pass breakup and you're like <laughs> yeah. just waiting on edge for three seconds, like flag, no flag. All right, good play, good play. Like just, <laughs> that part I don't like. Yeah. I feel like you know a true football fan when it's especially when it's the last play of the game. Yeah. You do not celebrate that win. You gotta you wait there for like like you said, yeah. like three seconds and yeah. then you start celebrating. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Yep. All right. Mine has to do with kind of overly optimistic fans or or kind of the homers out there. You notice it mostly in in the preseason and especially for us when we're talking about team over unders. Um, you know, if you go to YouTube, not just for our channel, but any others, and and if it's a preview of of a certain team, you'll see like the comments. It'll be like, oh no, we're going 11-1, 10-2 at worst or whatever. Well, your over-under is nine, so whatever. Like, you know, and yeah. so they end up just kind of, they follow their local media coverage, kind of upselling how, maybe how great their recruiting class is or transfers are when in reality it's, you know, it's good, but maybe not great. Um, or the other thing though is like, like homerism, like during a game, they'll say the refs are against them and they're biased or something like that. Like, you know, but I guess the other part too is, you know, one of my favorite is you, if you go to a game or you go to a bar where the, it's for a team specific, like almost no matter what the call is, they just boo. Like it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. you know, I get that's part of the deal. You go in the game, but if you kind of watch the play from a neutral casual fan observer, you can clearly see that maybe your team just literally ripped the guy's face mask head off. So <laughs> But they'll boo it. Yeah, that, yeah. that kind of happens, especially when it's one of those like hands to the face, you know, it's like a defensive lineman gets hands to the face. And it could be clear as day, but it's like, oh, I can't call that. I can't. It's like, well, he did it. We had, uh, I guess, LSU fans this this past preview season were <laughs> definitely gave us a lot of crap for because their season one total was eight and a half. And so I think, you know, a couple of us were saying we're thinking they're going to win eight games and yeah, that was the the ten and two at worst crowd was was in the comments, yeah. which even they could have ended up right. It's not like we were guaranteed to be right, yeah. but but it's not. It's like there's there's a handful of well, it's actually any team. There's going to be fans that are commenting that they're you're you're oh, overselling yeah. or underselling a team. All right, my next pet peeve is hindsight bias uh, by fans with fourth down calls and or even announcers, I guess. But I'll, I'll give an example. So this season, Michigan State threw it. I can't remember if they did it twice, but at least once they threw it on fourth and short in that Michigan game, and it worked out great. So, of course, no one complained. But had they not completed it, I guarantee you fans would be saying, how can you throw it on fourth and short when you've got a Heisman candidate running back? What a dumb decision. You know, it's just fans seem to overwhelmingly base their opinion of the play call just based on whether it worked or not. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it could be the right play call, but it just didn't end up working out. Yeah, that's that's definitely a huge one. Um, okay, let's see. My next one, I know I mentioned this one in the past, but it's still kind of, I just don't get it as much as some some people. It's conference pride. Just why do people care so much about like, <laughs> oh, I, w- I want my Big Ten to be strong. Like we're Nebraska fans. So, oh man, I want all the Big Ten to be to looking good, looking strong. And now. I want them to suck and I want them to lose. And so my team can be more likely to beat them. Like, I just don't get it. I don't know. I'm cheering for them to lose all of them. All, all right. right. Yeah. We come off really negative this episode. So like, <laughs> we like, yeah, but we all, it's fun. everyone has their pet peeves. Now there's a, when we're watching a broadcast and they always bring up the keys to the game. 
they're almost always lazy. Like it'll, they'll be like, win the turnover battle. Don't get into third and long. <laughs> Don't give up a big play. It's like, well, yeah, of course not. My, one of my favorites is you, I, when they say you got to win the time of possession. Well, so many teams win without that nowadays. Like that's a ridiculous thing. And I want something like good and relevant, like specific matchups or a strength of versus a weakness or something like pretty lazy. Yeah, they definitely do that. All right. My next one is, uh, I think this bothers all of us, a lack of respect for the betting market. So especially after the fact, saying a bet was a lock or an easy pick, that's <laughs> yeah. that's a, a major pet peeve afterwards. Because even professionals, even people who are the best at this are actually making a living on it, they're hitting like, I don't know, 55%. So there's no such thing as a lock. Even the professionals, they're finding yeah. small edges. It's, yeah. 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 Sorry, it's guys. absurd. It's not that easy. All right. Um, all right. For me, another one here. I guess I'm just not a big fan of um, when when players uh, like over celebrate a play. It could just be like a routine tackle, essentially, and they just get up and go insane, berserk, instead of just getting ready for the next play because offenses are going so fast. Like they get caught out of position because they're too busy going, like making a huge fuss. It's like, dude, next play. All right. Congrats. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. the last four years ago, you brought up the the fact that when players are celebrating, but they're losing by like 40 or so. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> That's not too. a good look. No. <laughs> I remember the A&M guy in particular. Like, I think this was in 2003 or four. Like, I think they were, oh playing o, they were playing like OU. And I think they were down 77 to nothing. And it, the guy made a tackle. And he just <laughs> celebrates like, dude, you're literally down almost 80 points. Like, <laughs> <laughs> chill (laughs) Uh, maybe he was a walk-on who knows all right now uh my next pet peeve is desmond howard oh Uh, wow i I don't know i i like his enthusiasm but i just really don't take anything he says on game day as gospel like i i honestly sit there and feel like he doesn't do any research like when he's when he has to go off the cuff he'll just make remarks about a team that are relevant like 10 years ago or or, or the stuff that he does provide, I just feel like it's it's kind of fed to him. I don't know. I, I Like I said, I like his enthusiasm. He's kind of a good fit on game day, but I just, I don't know. I don't really. No, I, I wish he adds a whole lot. lot. Yeah. I wish they were more analysts that just really knew the sport, like up and down. They knew all 130 teams. Like even we're not at that level, right? I mean, I feel like there are some no. analysts and that we like, know more than. It doesn't it, but, need to be like a former player. Like, but he knows like the top 10. The worst. Yeah, yeah, it's not just former players. Yeah, like look at uh, you know Bill Connolly. Of course, knows a lot about a lot of teams. Uh, yeah, somebody that's actually Elliott's a good one. Yeah. So yeah, there are definitely some non-former players that I feel like have some of the best analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, here's here's a silly one, not not super negative, but when announcers say one man to beat, I just feel like <laughs> almost always, even if they beat the guy that they say is one man to beat, someone else would have caught up because. It's just, I don't know, like if if you're having to to get past one last player, you're usually going to have to slow down a little bit. You got to juke them. You got to change direction. So I don't know, just next time, next season, when you're what, when they say one man to beat, really look at the field, be like, really, is there not yeah. anyone else that could catch them? I mean, like, is there anybody else within 20 yards? Eh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, okay. Let's see. For, I have my my number one pet peeve here i i just think this is crazy in the year 2022 um how they spot the ball when it's punted out of bounds like really out of bounds you know like it goes like 
out of bounds 20 yards in the air and you're just like the ref's just like running up the sideline and kind of just like uh uh <laughs> yeah it was right here this is it was out right here idea dude you're just good luck it sometimes know, looks just, like that do you know what they're doing though do you know why they run and kind of suddenly stop do you know what they're looking at looking at like the opposite uh i don't know what are they doing there there's a referee behind the punter that Uh so he's he's got a good line on it and so when it goes out of bounds he's he just sort of points he points from the punter to where the ball was you know crossed out of bounds too medieval to me yeah it's a little you know not not a great (laughs) method but it's not bad but it does it does look ridiculous when you just see the referee (laughs) kind of just like slowly walking (laughs) yeah it's just weird decides to stop somewhere I just yeah, it, I can't. It's very be odd. Better. Can we get a chip in the ball? Yeah, yeah. The chain gang. Um, that can be another. Uh, the fact oh, that the we're still gang. using chains, oh, chains to measure like first down. So if crazy. you didn't, if you didn't know, if you didn't know what football was, and you kind of came in and you realized, you know, you have all this technology in the world, and then you just watched this <laughs> this chain go out on the field, you would think it's the most ridiculous <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> like what? And when, they're not even on the same on both sides. What's the over under for the number of years until? We don't yeah. have the chain gang until we're just just shoot a laser. Yeah, Man. yeah. It must be like tougher to do than we think, but at some point, it's going to change. I'll put the I over like under. I'll say okay. fifteen years. Yeah, that's. I'll say under. I'll say but we you get rid of it. You still have the gang just shoot a laser across the field, like right, right. Y- y- like I don't. It's so bizarre. Yeah, I'll say um, we get it done before twenty thirty seven. All right, but they've. It's. Oh. We'll see because it's. We've had it forever. Yeah. Um, This one maybe is more soapbox, but people that complain about the Bulls and and how we crown a national champion. So first of all, with the Bull games, like if you say there's too many Bulls or they aren't that great, then then you don't have to watch them. Like to me, it's kind of nostalgic having all the Bull games, especially during the holidays. You get that random like Tuesday or Wednesday game during Mm -hmm. the day. It's fun to see the non-conference or yeah, not another non-conference game and. Um, you know, if there's players sitting out, yeah, I don't, I don't love it, but it, it's still, it's still entertaining. And then as far as like the whining about the playoff, I just feel like people need to enjoy it instead of complain. Like the bull coalition that they started in the the nineties was better than what they had. The BCS was better than that. The playoff is what people wanted. It's, it's good. Just enjoy it. Now they're already just complaining about the adva- advancing to the, the next, the next, uh, format it's like with the four team we're not getting the wrong champ so just don't i don't know my point is don't waste time whining about it and enjoy it i hear you yeah people definitely have strong opinions um i'm gonna enjoy college football no matter the format like straight up i might have my opinions about which one's better but like i haven't this four team playoff i've I've been enjoying watching college football the last few years same with when it was the bcs when it's the 12 team or whatever it is i'm still gonna love it exactly yeah. it's been a little rough to watch when your team stinks <laughs> yeah <laughs> hasn't been as fun the last four years as it has at times in the past hey it's well, a that's, negative that's episode a, boys that maybe yeah. a pet peeve is just the fact that nebraska sucks would that be a pet yeah, peeve? Def- that's a good yeah that's a good one actually i should have said that <laughs> all right um all right here's one people refusing to learn why when you're down 15 and you score a touchdown late in the game why it's smart to go for two after that first touchdown no michael keep it a one possession game yeah the one like (laughs) and and this isn't people people are against this because they hate analytics this isn't analytics like this is more just kind of logic as to why you would go for two first rather than second it doesn't take any math it's just kind of it's 
it's not analytics. It's just logic. So that that always kind of bugs me. I mean, there are, and the thing is, there are there is a rational argument you that you could at least deploy against it. I don't think it's persuasive, but stay in the game is not rational. That that makes no sense. That doesn't improve your chances of winning. But you're right, Trey. That's what people say. Say stay in the game. Now, if you said, yeah. I think somehow you're more likely to convert the second, you know, a two point conversion after the second touchdown rather than the first. I don't see why, but at least that's a rational argument against the yeah yeah yeah. No, I'm I'm with you there. Yeah, there's also going. the one where when you're down 14 and you score a touchdown late, you're supposed to go for two. Yeah, that one at least yeah, takes some math. So yeah, peop, uh, it still yeah, bugs a, me, but it takes a, takes more thinking. Yeah, it's still mm-hmm. clear choice what to do. But um, okay, well I'll say one more since we're looking why at not? me. Yeah, throw throw out one more. <laughs> I, you know, with, with, with Twitter going on nowadays, I really dislike it when people just get off on rants on each other and just go like, just cussing at each other and just like <laughs> totally unreasonable. Like I saw, I have an example of something I saw yesterday or a couple few days ago that I was just like, why, why would you say that? So like a, a, a Creighton basketball fan uh, tweeted after their loss to Providence and Providence won the, the Big East for like the first time in I think ever or whatever it's for or yeah, a long, long time. Yeah, ever. First time ever. And the Creighton fan tweeted, hey, congrats on winning the Big East after 56 years. Creighton did it in six, so I guess congrats. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, well, why would you say that, dude? Just like, <laughs> That's true. Just say before. You can't just say congrats. Like, just get over yourself. Like, why do you have to be rude about it? I know. Trash talk. It's, it's right. trash talk, I, I guess. Providence but it is- fans would respond in like a-holes too. I'm like, just don't even respond to that. Ryan, Twitter is a dark place. It is. I know. That's why I don't respond. Actually, you know what? I responded that guy once. I did. I said, why'd you have to say that? Uh, You couldn't say congrats? (laughs) Oh, Ryan, that's not going to (laughs) help. I didn't. He laughed. I mean, you're trying to be Uh, peacekeeper. I'm okay with that. I'm a crazy fan. I'm the one who's going to get him. Hey, I get it, but it's a a sewer. All right. uh, I guess my last one here is, Michael, it's kind of similar to what you brought up earlier in terms of the, the market, betting market, but we see it so often when you know like a ranked team is what well, they when they they call it an upset when the team that won is actually favored so you've got mm-hmm. like an unranked team that beats a ranked team but they were actually favored so it's really yeah. not an upset right now that that is definitely annoying for sure always happens every year all right any other any other final ones we want to bring up i mean we had a few that we just kind of threw on the list maybe that don't bother us as much sacks counting against rushing yards is kind of annoying when looking at box scores in college football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, I would say, th- I don't know. It it happens every year. Players dropping the ball before they get to the end zone. <laughs> oh. Why does this keep happening? Yes. Why does this keep happening? <laughs> yeah, they're celebrating <laughs> make- and they drop it right before they cross the goal line. Because I've always thought about like myself in that situation. Like I would want to hold it forever (laughs) i wouldn't want to let go of the ball especially because it happens every year like you said it's you'd think by now players would stop i don't get it all right well let's get to some listener pet peeves uh listeners sent in we've got a bunch here so we can talk about those as well why don't you get us started trey okay they've got a couple here related to targeting landy 1108 says that they don't like the targeting ejection rule uh Kyle Bridge says when non-malicious targeting occurs and a player is ejected, and then Troy Grube targeting, just make it a 15-yard penalty already. So yeah, there's a lot of 
people that are they don't like the automatic ejection or you know suspension yeah. into the next half of the the next game. I think that rule could be changed. You could have a couple different levels of of targeting, one with the penalty and maybe one with an ejection. Yeah, it just seems a little harsh right now. Yeah, I can see why they they did it. I mean, the I guess yeah. if you're if you're trying to especially for uh, liability and for player safety that the way to minimize something the most is to give it the harshest penalty and to have strict liability say it's on you to just avoid it but um, yeah. but people hate it so I, I do think that different levels of, of targeting will will come and and really sometimes the offensive player is right. maybe causing the head-to-head contact so there should also be some sort of penalty on the offense if if that's the case, if the defense did what was or right, or at least consider that, yeah, yep. something, something like that. Yeah, like so. what if the defensive guy makes a tackle with his chest, but the offensive player puts his helmet straight into the guy's face mask or chest? Like, right. Why don't you right. call a penalty on the offense? Mm-hmm. All right. Next one, Nick Rodriguez, twenty-two, has a couple Big Twelve refs. Not a fan. <laughs> and then a fumble out of the back of the end zone equals the defensive defense's ball. He thinks it should be the offense's ball on the one yard line. That part I don't agree with. I think you need to have some penalty for the, yeah. the team that fumbles it. But um, I agree. It's a it's a crazy rule and it's very harsh. <laughs> and by the way, I I put this we put this wrong in the outline. So Nick Rodriguez did say Big Twelve refs, but it was Davy Nami who said the the fumble out of the back of the end zone. Okay. So I think it should just be like either way, it's ten yard penalty from the previous line of scrimmage. Uh, I think there, need, yeah, there needs to be some. You five know, or ten discouragement ten. from doing it but uh it's it's always shocking when it happens and then we got uh from voice c2.vos fan bases that are spoiled to winning every game such as ohio state alabama etc yeah it's their time to shine right now i guess yeah i, uh, I hate that too j jncv when fans make jokes about terrible scandals that happened at opposing universities that's, that's fair. We don't need to. That's a talk really about good that. one. Like using actual terrible things that happen to like dunk on your rival is just like gross. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I like that. Especially one. when in most cases it's like a previous regime. It's not relevant anymore. Uh, Rutgers Todd says Beth Moen's Matt Millen awful announcers who who shouldn't be doing their job. Yeah. Well. Everyone yeah, has their announcers that there. they don't like. Yeah, yeah. Yep. For me, Rod Gilmore, yep. I'm not a big fan of uh, his conservative yeah, analysis, great. like as far as like fourth down calls and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm sure I he's a lovely there. person though. But yeah, great. Yeah, he's a lawyer. All right, and, and then my he is yeah. And my last one is Jackie Knight. People who want to be who want college to be more like the NFL, leave one foot down. Be leave one foot down. Be you monsters. <laughs> this one though, this one is weird to me because the thing I don't get about why there are these differences between, like, why are there the um the the the, the one that always is an example to me is the the touchback on a punt. Why in college is it the plane, and why in the NFL yeah. is it where the the person bats it? Like, why is that different? And it's why, very tough. Why is that not the same? It's very tough, even as diehard yeah. college football fans to keep some of those rules straight like that one i'm like yeah wait which one is it Does that's it harder the than plane? the one foot one you know like yeah i don't which which rule but, do you like better do you like being able to jump into the end zone and, and throw it back? i like the jump in me too yeah, that's more fun too. it's more like exciting that. yeah it's, <laughs> well because college you can actually just touch the end zone as long as the ball doesn't you know yeah I mean? as long as the ball doesn't as long as the ball doesn't you're good yeah you can be standing in the end zone yeah but, 
yeah, it's weird how those two are different. There, it's true. Yep. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got Indy Fuel. He said his biggest college football pet peeve: Michael Newman. I think well, we can all agree on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Harsh but fair. Brett Boyer, thirty-five. Too many neutral site games. Schedule Power Five home and homes. I agree there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah home and homes are. I fun. like some like, not. Yeah, I agree. I like some neutral, but yeah, home and home. But is very rare because the best part of college yeah. football is the home atmospheres. So no, Dude, I, like I, I totally to agree. Texas. Bama going to Texas this year, uh, you know, yeah. Ohio State, Notre Dame. I mean, there's so many cool ones. But yeah, Trey, to your point, I guess like the the uh, world's largest outdoor cocktail party, Florida, Georgia, and um, the uh, Red River Shootout. Those are those are good examples of like of neutral site there's a great couple games. Uh, yeah but i i agree like the beginning of the year they does every game is neutral you don't need that yeah agreed uh paxton m scoggins says people who bash the game on a daily basis but continue <laughs> to watch it yeah there's a lot of that in every sport that's uh that's probably a twitter thing as well yeah. matt crosby 29 the postseason come on matt <laughs> yeah people don't like the the playoff uh, caleb wayne underscore bd people thinking there is a playoff we have selectors that have attached their recognized national championship selection to an invitational which yeah, i can see I, where he's coming from yeah. because you don't in you don't necessarily earn your way into the current playoff i mean you do but it's it's the opinion of a group of people that say you're one of the four best teams yeah. there's no like you could go undefeated and technically you're not an automatic like it's it could still be out so which obviously has happened to g5 teams but right so it is a lot of sports are are different with that there's like in the nfl obviously it's an automatic you win your division you're in you win the wild card yeah you're in but uh college football isn't those sports so yeah, it's tough when you got a limited amount of games but right and 130 teams yeah all right our peeps three says people that act like athletes should be more than happy to play for a scholarship and food yep if it yeah. were up to most of the coaches and a lot of college football fans none of these advancements would have been taking place you know nil never would have happened but here we are and i think the three of us are happy that players are making money yep they deserve it sean w castro unbalanced conferences schedules and kickoff times yeah those all three at times can be pretty annoying yeah Playing in the SEC West is kind of unfair yeah. for uh, yeah. some of those teams. And like, I just always look at Texas A&M schedule and I guess in the East South Carolina because they have to play Clemson every year. Some of those schedules are just brutal. Uh, all right. My first one here is from um, Jeremy in our, on our Discord. He said, uh, my pet peeve is paying too much attention to the ordinal position of a team in SP plus or whatever, putting too much stock into how teams um, dropped or rose up by their position rather than by the raw value. For example, he says, overreacting if a team goes um, goes up or down by a large amount of spots through a group of teams that are very close together. Or thinking it's unfair that a team didn't rise up or fall more when there's a huge gap between them and the next teams, if you're following along on that. <laughs> yeah, I follow, I follow him. It makes sense. Like, I guess yeah. to use maybe an example, let's say um, when Ohio State was, what were they, sixth um, in, in the playoff rankings? What year was that? Was that 14? 14 when they, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they won it in 14. And so in 2014, they were sixth. And then they murdered wisconsin 59 to zero 
whatever it was yeah, in the so. Big Ten Championship, and they jumped from sixth to fourth. And whatever, we can have arguments about whether they should or not, but people said it was crazy because the teams ahead of them won. So why should they jump so much? It's like, well, what if they were really close together? Yeah, they were two spots back, but maybe they were all really close bunched together. So them having a slightly more impressive win was enough to jump those two teams. Yeah, they jumped a few spots, but maybe really they only jumped a little bit in terms of their like rating. Yeah, if it was like 21 to 20, they won and they jumped. You could make a case that was a little more ridiculous, but right. But the way they no, yeah, I think that that's a good point. Yep. All right. Next one is from uh, Shrewski underscore YT. Um, returning punts inside the ten. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's we had some of that this Sometimes year. Sometimes you'll see him return, like catch it at like the one or two. The one like, or what two. What are you I'm doing now? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we remember Nebraska's this year. They like field Cam Taylor Britt like fielded it at the goal line, then like. Fumbled yep. it and then threw it back. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was the ugliest punt return I've ever seen. Uh, all right. Brett Kovac. Uh, people that act like anyone that isn't Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, or Ohio State aren't good programs and aren't worth talking about. Mm-hmm. They certainly get talked about a lot. There's no doubt. Yeah. That's been one kind of maybe downside of the playoff. Yeah. It's true. It's been dominated. I guess you could probably throw OU in that. I mean, sort of. They've, they've been there a lot. Um, all right. Uh, Colin B 18, just the off season. Yeah. Not makes you appreciate it more though. Colin. Yeah. Yeah. Seems to and last you got a while. The college football bros to keep you company. Come on. It's true. We're that's always right. right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Su- well, maybe that's why he doesn't like it. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, Susan USC, <laughs> uh, East coast bias, uh, sec are not the only teams playing. Yeah. Well, you know, Susan USC. We're not biased. Well, well, how about our next one, though? We got an opposite one. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, a little contradiction here from Davey. Uh, Davey in our Discord. He says, uh, my pet peeve is people saying SEC bias is unfair. Uh, it, it, I kind of... We need to get a Twitter fight between the two of them and have Ryan come in and play Peacekeeper. Yeah, <laughs> I understand that. Maybe it's not exactly a total going back and forth to each other, because I, I bet you... Susan USC, maybe I'm wrong, but I bet you she would be willing to say SEC is likely the best conference, but that doesn't mean there aren't some better teams at times in the West, you know? Right. But anywho, I'm putting words in people's mouths. Probably not a good <laughs> idea. All right. Uh, let's see. The last one here. We got uh, Landy1108, uh, the Texas Longhorns. It's a little little harsh. <laughs> um and then uh, last his the second one was um, game changing play slash penalties that can't be reviewed. Mm, yeah, that's a good one too. Can't review forward progress. Sorry, that's true. That can yeah. be very frustrating for sure. You're looking yeah. at the replay and you can see that a play is wrong, but that's not reviewable. So, what was the game that that was a big deal? Yeah, that was uh, well, Tennessee tennis. Purdue in the yeah. in the Music oh, City right. Bowl. Wow, good call, Trey. I was and thinking it was a Nebraska, bigger game, but... Nebraska, Michigan. <laughs> yes, but yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to that's that's our college football pet peeve. So there you have it. There's all the negativity. Uh, well, actually, we got more negativity here because these are our real life pet peeves. What have you got, Ryan? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, my first one here, um, I'm going to say like when people are talking about directions and like giving you t- directions about time and length or whatever like that, they say, oh, I'll ask somebody, how long does it take to get from your place to you know, the mall or whatever. I'll say back about 15 minutes and it's really like 30. 
People always <laughs> under people always undersell that. I'm like, no, dude, it's really you know when you're talking about your morning commute, people say like, oh, it's about twenty enough. The cop, it's like forty. Like, come on now. Yeah, got to measure door to door. Yeah, it's be real, man. Don't lie. <laughs> okay. I haven't noticed that one as much as you, but I will probably start to notice it now. I always, you always add time when somebody tells you that. Always add at least five minutes. Mm-hmm. My uh, pet peeve is people hanging their TVs too high. Oh, mm. yeah. Because TVs, they're supposed to be eye level when you're sitting down. Yeah. Eye level with the center of the screen when you're sitting down. Sometimes, you know, maybe there's, for whatever reason, you can't put it there. Maybe a your little higher. TV yeah. stand is too high. Whatever. Like, that's fine. But... They're all above the fireplace is always way too high. So unless your living room like is set up in a way where you just can't put it anywhere else, don't put it above the fireplace. It's too yeah, high. Get rid of your fireplace. <laughs> I mean, I would consider it if it was if it, in order to get a TV that is at eye level. Well, my my previous stand I had was my eyeball was like just at the bottom of the TV. So I was like, okay, I can accept that. Yeah, you'll live. It, but I actually got a new stand like last week, and then now it's right. Oh where yeah, it that's be. right. Your stand was a little high. Oh, you got a new stand. I got an. And well, well, when I when I had that old stand, I had a little slant forward on my TV, so like you know, it so kind of pushed it down. Oh, it did. It did. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so now you got a you got a new TV stand, and Dude, you're all some good. Some people's are like shockingly high, and you're like, oh yeah, you know, cranking your neck. It's like, what are you doing? That's this is this is terrible. But now I got a new stand. It's one of those flat, long ones. So it's like, you know, eyeball right in the middle, maybe even a little yeah. higher. There you go. All right. All right. Uh, well, my next mine... pet peeve is too low TVs. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mine uh, is is driving. So you're pulling up to a red light. And there, there's like two or three lanes and you want to turn right at the light, but the car that's in that right lane, they're not, they're either not pulled up or they're drifted to the right and you can't get by. So you have to, mm-hmm. they have no awareness of the people around them or behind. So they have no idea that there's a group of people waiting to turn right. And so the entire train, or usually it's just me or whatever, you have to wait until the light turns green. Uh, it just bothers the heck out of me when drivers are completely unaware of their surroundings. Yeah, that's a good one. That that used to happen, Trey, where Trey and I used to live together. It used to happen on Lebon. You know? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It always happened there. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, 100%. What's your next pet peeve, Ryan? Oh, is it me? Oh, sorry. Yep. Okay. Um, my next one I'm going to say is um, people, I mentioned this to you guys actually last week. People say the phrase, I could care less. <laughs> like... Yeah. So if you're talking about something and you're just trying to, you know, oh, what do you think of that person's outfit? Ah, oh, I could care less. So it's like, so you care. You're really <laughs> yeah. saying you care at least a little bit. Because if you're really trying to say you don't care at all, you would say I couldn't with the NT at the end. If you just say <laughs> yeah. could, you're admitting you care. Yeah. No, well, you're right. It's often it's, said. I could care less is incorrect. Um, incorrect. Unless you're saying it like sarcastically. Unless you're, unless you're saying I could care less. But that nobody works. says it like that. No one says it like that, though. You're right. <laughs> uh, okay. My well, another thing as far if we're talking grammar or just pronunciation stuff is people saying the word aesthetic. Maybe I should look this this up and to see if it actually is an acceptable pronunciation. But I've been hearing people say aesthetic an overwhelming oh, amount. Weird. Like everyone on YouTube is saying aesthetic. I don't know if it's like huh. a a generational thing or what, but I that. 
I think that's not correct. That's not how I have said it my whole I've life. I've never so, heard it that way. You never heard it that way. So I've heard it. I have, but dozens of times. Yeah. So interesting. Maybe I should have looked into acceptable pronunciations to see if that's even. Maybe that's acceptable, but I don't know. Anyway. The TV above the fireplace is not aesthetic. It's, it's not aesthetically a, a, pleasing. Aesthetic. It's not aesthetically pleasing. That's what according, I say, yeah. <laughs> according to the. Oh, you did say it. Okay. <laughs> according to the yeah, new. That was the my new point. way to pronounce it. Apparently. Um, my next one. It really came more. You noticed it more during COVID times, but I'd always noticed this prior. Was personal space. Like when you're in line, like to me, I always think of it when I'm at Chipotle or something and you're sitting there in line and like someone is just like right on your neck, like just, and you, you kind of creep up in the line and then you think you're like, oh, I'm going to take a couple of steps. He's not going to come up behind me. And he does. He gets right behind you. Like, get away from me, bro. I, I hate that. <laughs> is that what you say when Allie's right behind you? Right, right. <laughs> That's that actually remind me though of, of one of my pet peeves is when you're, when you're in line at a restaurant well, no. So when you're not in line, say you're, you've already ordered and you're just standing off to the side waiting and someone comes and asks you, are you in line? Now, sometimes maybe oh, it's yeah. not clear so I can understand it, but I always try to make it very clear. Maybe oh, I'm no. holding my drink cup. Like if you see that I'm holding my drink cup, I'm probably not in line. Or if I'm like yeah, 15 feet, feet from-, from where the line is. But literally this, this, this happened a couple of weeks ago. Sarah and I were at the biggest Starbucks I've ever been in. It was huge because it was a converted Burger King. And uh, and we were standing, no joke, like 30 feet from the line. We were like so <laughs> you far. Line? And someone, someone enters and they immediately ask us, are you in line? And of course, I just say no. But then after they walked 30 feet to go get in line, I was like, I should have just said yes and just <laughs> yeah. stood there and just, <laughs> just seen what yeah. they did. Yeah, I'll have the, uh, the tall. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, I just think you gotta at least survey the situation a little bit before you ask. Yeah, it's an odd one. Yeah. Yeah. There's one I had when I go to, I've had a Blaze Pizza and they'll be like really crowded Mm -hmm. and there's like 15 people or so like waiting to um, get their pizza. Like you're already ordering, you're all just waiting there. And the person, like, let's say somebody just finished ordering, so they know they're gonna have to wait quite a while. They are the one that goes right up to the <laughs> like where they drop the pizzas off and they just stand there right waiting. It's like, you got 15 people. Why don't you just let it give yeah. some room and go towards the back? Creep up when it's about your turn. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. We <laughs> could do a whole episode on real life pet There was a person today, I gotta say, I was in line at Shake Shack. And nice. there was a girl in front of me just on the phone chatting. Like she was literally at the register and the girl was like waiting to take her order. And she's just chatting on the phone. Uh, yeah. literally right that's annoying. Me. That's insane. <laughs> that is insane. That's not, even, that's not a pet peeve. That's just flat out rude. I mean, how do you, I've, that never happens. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to this. Oh, I got so much more. Oh, you, do you? I mean, do you actually though? Or are you just bluffing? No, I have a couple more that I'd like All right, to say. let's go. Let's go. Let's hear it. All right. Um, saying no offense when you're going to say something. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No offense, but that's a bad haircut. Like, well, thanks, but that's insulting. (laughs) And then when people say, um, literally in the wrong context, Mm. just like it literally blew my mind. Yep. Did it? Did it? Did it? (laughs) It it, it probably didn't. It probably (laughs) did. still there, right? So, (laughs) uh, similar to Trey's one where you're in line and someone's very close to you when someone parks right next to you in an empty oh. parking lot or a fairly empty parking lot that <laughs> happened at michael's literally yesterday and it was yeah. literally yesterday but uh <laughs> it's doesn't make sense 
It's it's not good. Do not. Okay. Got it all off your chest? I mean, I'll retire. I'll retire. Okay. All right. Maybe we could someday do a uh, a Patreon episode. Uh, all right. I got just, one more. I oh, got right. One. No, oh, okay. oh, right. 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 Just hold right. it for Twitter. Just recent, ex- recent experiences. So I was going, I, I was at a car dealership and it just like, I really despise how you have to like haggle. Like, mm-hmm. why is it car buying is the, one of the few things that you have to like haggle over. Like it just, it should be what it is. Like, that's why I kind of like some of those new brands that are coming out, which like, this is it. This is 52 grand. If you don't want it, you don't have it. This, that's it. Like, right. That just bugs me, man. It it's is. So, I, so I do annoying. hate haggling. There are things with cars where there are like added features and stuff like that, that I guess you sort of have to. But like that should, but be, it should price. be the price should be the price. Yeah. Just fixed. Yeah. It's like, it is what it is, man. I'm buying something from you. It shouldn't be more for me than it is the guy right next to me. Right. Or an hour later, you know, like. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. All right, Ryan's drinking water. I can I can close the episode out while he's busy. <laughs> Hurry. Uh, that, that'll do it for this episode of the College Football Bros. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and subscribe because our content there every week is, is typically different than what you'll get in the audio podcast. So would appreciate that. Uh, thanks again for listening. Talk to you next week. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, Email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.